Incoming message. Synchronizing. everybody welcome to terminal transmissions here we go again coming in hot oh yeah yeah, get jammed up yeah so got a quick announcement to make real exciting in the world of terminal transmissions we're cussing yeah we're gonna start not bleeping things out because it was causing us a lot of problems so basically we missed at least one every episode and had to re-edit at least once um secondly i've had people actually complain that the (laughs) bleep noise was annoying oh um and it's 2016 yeah. Uh, who cares? Yeah, the issue is that, so Danny and I work together and we, we work at a very progressive office in which we are allowed to cuss willy-nilly. We're just allowed to just... <laughs> just dump them out. Yeah, and so it's so bad and we cuss so much in our normal everyday speech that I wasn't catching them when I was editing them. And it was actually a nightmare because every time we would upload an episode... I would get multiple texts from my friends listening to it going, uh, y'all missed one. It's like, uh. and there was even one, I think it was episode two where we missed two and we re-edited it. And then like a week later, somebody was like, Oh, Hey, you missed a swear right here. And we had to take it down again. Yeah. So done with it. Sorry. Hide your kids, plug their ears, (laughs) earmuffs. If you care, if you don't, then fuck it. (laughs) Well, with that being said, we're going to jump right into Game of Thrones. So, earmuffs, eye muffs. Yeah. Episode four, both of our podcasts and of Game of Thrones, Ooh, season six. tied up. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for those of you just tuning in, that's going to be spoiler alerts. But we won't go over the things that were, like, next week in Game of Thrones. So, this will just be the things that were in the episode. We said that last time, and then we did reference something. Did we? Was yeah. Man. I don't remember what it was, but we started talking about it, and I was like, wait. That was in the thing. That was in the flash forward. Anyhow, we'll try. See, what happens is we work in a progressive office in which there's We so- talk about Game of Thrones every Monday. We Everyone in the office is just talking about Game of Thrones. It's true. So, yeah. So, we'll, we're going to jump right into it. I will say that this was one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones ever. Actually. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. It was incredible. Yeah, there was so much going on. I, I feel like it was awesome because a lot of people had been complaining. I'd seen a lot of people online talking about how slow they thought that Game of Thrones had been this season, which was kind of crazy to me. I mean, I get it. Like, a, a lot of crazy action scenes hadn't been happening, but so much had been going on that was I felt like was very necessary. But I feel like you couldn't... You finally have this episode, and no one can complain about that anymore because about a billion things happened. Yeah. I, I have seen a few articles titled, like, Episode four makes up for all the shitty stuff. And I'm like, come on. It wasn't y'all need to chill. Yeah. It wasn't that it was shitty at all. It was just that it wasn't like as action packed yeah. as, as some of other episodes and seasons of Game of Thrones have been. But again, I thought that every single thing that had happened so far was really necessary. Yeah. To tie everything together. I mean, I really, just, I really like where the season is headed so far. And I know yeah. we're, we're growing close to the end of the series. Yeah. So they, they have to start making things happen. Yeah. But I'm, I've been really impressed. And yeah, episode four 
from start to finish was great. We saw like pretty much every single character in the show except Arya and Bran. Yeah. A like, lot a lot of people. Like everyone. Even Loras, whom we hadn't seen the entire yep. season. Uh Littlefinger, who we hadn't seen the entire season. Yeah. Um, we saw a lot of um, Jorah and Dario, which we hadn't really seen them like, like at all. ever. Yeah, they were there for like one second in the first episode. Yeah, so it was really cool. It was really cool seeing a lot of Dario getting to interact with a character that wasn't Daenerys. Oh yeah, and being Dario. Yeah, and I loved it. I, I think he's incredible. I really like the actor change. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I will say overall, I was happy with everything that happened except for Bronze Jon Royce just kind of being a bitch. <laughs> And I didn't really like that. I, I think I think that it w- didn't really fit his character. Again, this this wouldn't be from anything from the show because he had been in like a scene, yeah, before this episode. But in the books, he's he's made out to be this larger than life character and like super warrior of Westeros and like this this one of the greatest living knights, right? And so it was like he was just kind of this stuttering like. He didn't really do or say anything. He just kind of was like, "Oh, I don't want to get thrown in the." Yeah. yeah, and it's like, get... dude, you're at Runestone. You're at you're at a castle that's older than House Aaron. That dude wouldn't give a fuck about Peter Baelish doing that. Yeah, and and we've talked about this, but it seems to be par for the course in the show that the people in the books who are like, this is the top ten dudes. Right. These are the people who can kill everyone. Every single one of them has like gone out with nothing in the yeah. show. Yeah, looking at like you, every Hunter. single one of them. Yeah, it's just been like, oh, he's gone, he's dead, he didn't. Yeah, do so it sucked because I mean, I liked the scene itself. It did a lot. It it showed that Peter Baelish is just king dude. They can just do whatever the fuck he wants, which I, I mean, I get it. It's like, cool. Yeah, I, I like that, and he's definitely been a huge fan favorite since the beginning, since season one. Right. So I understand that absolutely. It's also showing that he has complete control over Robin. So, I get it. And it's showing that the veil is going to now start fighting, which is really neat. I'm really wondering where they're going to go with that because there's definitely no way that Sansa is going to be okay with Peter Baelish just having given her to the Boltons. Right. And I think Sansa's smart enough that she she understands that Peter would have known right that he was doing a trick. Yeah. Not just that it was like, "Oops, this happened. I didn't oops." Yeah, like yeah, she's going to know. Yeah. So, so we'll see where that goes. It's going to be very interesting with what happened between Sansa and John. that if they do go to try and take Winterfell and Peter Baelish just lends them the power of the veil, I that's going to be incredible. See, and that kind of but that kind of goes down that path that I don't want it to go down. Right. And I get it. That'll be really cool. Like seeing like the full wildling like team up with the veil and just destroy the right. buttons. Like that's cool. But again, I, I don't want John to go there. Well, and also, I think that that's too straightforward. I don't. I don't think that Peter Baelish would do that. No, I, it's he's going to pull a bit. Yeah, it's much too straightforward. I think that he, if anything, he'll pretend that that's the plan, and that it's never going to be that plan. With that being said, I don't know what else he can do. I don't, I don't know what his game plan would be for the North, but he definitely did just say that he is going to get the Veil vale involved. So I don't know who specifically you're protecting by us not talking about next time on Game of Thrones, <laughs> but it's jamming me up right now. Okay, well, sorry. You can just, yeah, we can hit it. No, 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 it's fine. It's just there's so many things already that we've talked about that they kind of alluded to the evolution of that storyline in the next yeah. time on, and I'm just like, ugh. But I'll do it for the good of the land. Uh, so jumping over a little bit, but kind of in that same vein, so Cersei and Jamie came to Kevin Lannister and Lady Elena 
the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are kind of devising a strategy. But again, I feel like there's multiple things going on here. I feel like I feel like Cersei wants her dead, like bad. Which one, Marjorie or Elena? Elena. Yeah, maybe. And she doesn't even know about the thing. Right. <laughs> if she ever finds out, she's gonna kill her immediately without right. question. But I feel like she would just because like Elena's like trolled Cersei and like given her shit oh, nonstop. Yeah. She's the best. Like every time they're in a room together or in a scene together, she's just like trolling the shit out of her. Yeah, I love it. I love that character yeah. in the books and in the show. Elena's actually one of like the the best adaptations. Like she's almost exactly oh, right, 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 the yeah. same character from the books. She's incredible. That actress just kills it every yeah. time. So yeah, like I was saying, so there's there's a couple things going on here. First and foremost, Tommen was like, I've got this secret. And it's like, okay, the High Sparrow is smart. He wouldn't have just told you this, been like, all right, Pinky swear to me that you're not going to like tell your mom. What did he tell you? And it purposefully didn't state, except that it's going to be the walk of shame. Right. I mean, I guess that's it. But those are publicized anyway, so I feel like that couldn't have been all of it. Who knows? But it's like, I feel like he's doing something. Maybe he, he he's told like, Tommen. He's like pulling a double cross. Yeah, I think that possibly he told Tommen to specifically trigger something else. I don't know. But then secondly, so Cersei and, and Jamie came and they're like, all right, now we're going to pull a real fast one. Now, here's the crazy part. It's not like the Lannisters don't have a super powerful army. Even after the War of Five Kings, they still have a super powerful army. But they're like, we're not going to bring our army in here. So why don't you bring your army in? And they haven't done anything yet. So you still have like a super badass army that hasn't gotten to do anything yet. Hasn't been really damaged at all in the War of Five Kings. Now bring them into King's Landing. I feel like that has to be something too. Right. It's a trap. Yeah. I feel like maybe Cersei and Jamie are just trying to spin it so that it's just the Tyrrells. But I feel like Elena would see that. I don't know that it's just, I feel like there has to be more there. Right. Well, and maybe that was the whole point of like saying that Marjorie was going to do the walk to just get Elena like, Oh, nope. Hey, what are we doing? Yeah. That, that can't happen. Yeah. And so it's also, a second thing there of so initially when the Mad King died, he was he was killed because at the time Tywin Lannister was the hand of the king. Right. And he showed up and was like, I'm here to help you. Open up your gates. And then the Lannister army just marched in and then took the city over and actually sacked it. Right. And it's kind of strange to for there there to be a role reversal here where they're just going, Hey guys, I mean we are allied together. Kinda. We obviously don't like each other. Bring your huge army into our city. Maybe they're hoping they'll take a hit. Yeah, that, and that's that's what I, I'm thinking is that maybe they're setting it up so that they make the Tyrrells look like the bad guys without themselves getting in any of the hot water. Right. Because it did it did drive it home twice. Pycelle and then Tommen both said we have to like you know use kid gloves with the faith militant and we have to be really delicate about the situation maybe they're just getting the Tyrrells to storm in so that they can just go well it wasn't us why don't you go after the Tyrrells now right and then leave us alone i don't know yeah it was a cool episode a lot of stuff happened there's (laughs) way more like um i think probably my favorite scene in the whole episode was the like awkward dinner scene at the wall oh yeah that was that was a cool thing yeah and then and then tormund Oh, was, one true pairing. That's my OTP. 
Brienne and, and Tormund, make it happen. Come on, HBO. Yeah. He, he We're was calling fired you up. Out. He was fired up about it. He apparently likes big girls. And that's like a story about him that he like slept with a giantess. So it's like classic. Oh, well, maybe he does just like super mega tall girls. That's awesome. John's hair was slicked back. He had like WWE hair for the whole episode. There was like a whole liter of baby oil in his head. Yeah. And there was that ending, of course. Yeah. Which was insane. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. It was right. wild. It was great, though. Yeah, Daenerys is just fireproof for life. As long yeah. as she needs to be. We had three episodes of her just like eating shit. And then they were like, no, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not, not what she's here for. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, she's getting fired up. Oh, yeah. She's coming in hot. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a really cool scene. I actually really liked it. I, I really liked that they did three huge pushes for females to just get big, big wins in this episode. Yeah, it was we, great. Yeah, so you, we have Daenerys taking control of basically all of the Dothraki, which is awesome. Like all of them that exist. Yeah, which is crazy. And even even Cal Drogo, who was like the greatest cow of all time, he only had a portion. There were still other cows at right. the time. She has all of them now. And then we have, what is it? They na- renamed Theon's sister Yara, Yara, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Because it's, it's Asha in the books. Right. So it had an awesome scene with her. I absolutely loved that scene between her and Theon. <laughs> I predicted that too. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, sorry. I had something in my throat. It was being right. <laughs> smug. A little smug. Yeah. Right yeah I had some smug in my throat. Oh, <laughs> can you? I don't know. We'll, we'll let it play. But I love that scene. She was killing it. And then, you know, Theon, I'm, you know, just being incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's great. But then also Marjorie and Loras. Marjorie was being like the stronger one of the two. Although, again, I think that was the Sparrow, like, pulling a fast one. And oh, I, definitely. And I think he, he only let them see each other because I don't think, I think he already knew that Loras was broken. So that, Marjorie was taking it as like, they're letting you see me to like break you down more. But right. I think it was the opposite. I think it, it was that... The High Sparrow knew that Marjorie's too strong, so they let her see Loras, right? Which helped further break her. And I've, I've said this bit a couple of times, but Loras is gonna die because he's got to start filming Iron Fist soon. <laughs> yeah, that's so, all I'm saying. He's dead. Yeah. So, and that's what I was gonna say is if they do the plan that it looked like they were they were stating that they were going to do, which is when Marjorie gets taken outside to do her walk of shame, then the Tyrells just storm in. Even if they do take her, what's going to happen with Loras at that point? He's still going to be locked up in the in the church dungeon. I feel like he's just going to catch an oh, yeah. axe what's to the head. Uh, what's old Bell Ringer's name? The real, real mean like nun. Oh, I don't, rem- I don't remember. The one that's just like yeah. the worst. Yeah, she's just going to like flog him to death. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he won't though. Maybe they'll take him out and like make him watch as like part of it. Oh maybe yeah see okay maybe maybe so because I was going to say like if they still have him as a hostage. He's going to be in a bad spot. Yeah. He's going to have a bad time. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Tyrion had some cool stuff. He was he was negotiating, which was really cool. Yeah, was, those scenes were really cool. Yeah, I actually really liked that because it showed that he is actually a great ruler, which we, we got a couple seasons back when he was hand, and that was that was rad, or acting hand. Other than that... Uh, I was only off by one episode about Asha being dead. Yeah. I just thought she would already be dead. Nope. Yeah, she got she got stabbed oh, directly yeah. in the throat. She's gone now, which sucked because I really liked her character. She was actually one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah she was great. Runs. 
And then, which that scene was awesome. Like her scene, that her last scene was great. I wish that there was more of her, but it may, it's believable. It makes total sense for her to just get killed immediately before she can pull a fast one. And then Brienne admitted, not even admitted, she was like proud of it, of, of executing Stannis. Yeah, that was a great scene too. Yeah, directly to Davos and Melisandre's faces. Yep. That was crazy. Crazy. She was like, when I executed him. Yeah. Like, That's like dang. their best friend. Yeah. That was the guy that they had all their hopes Yeah, in. they thought that he was like the future. Yeah. And, and she's then, just like, oh, yeah, me, I'm right here, and I killed him. And then she just walked off. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about also, it. Also, she was standing swole right in their face. Like, yeah. she was she was puffed up. <laughs> yeah. She was ready to be like, say something about it. Like, say one word. Yeah, so it was awesome. I, I, I want to see where they're going to go with it. I wasn't super pumped up, and I know when we talked about this before, I think last episode or the episode before this, I wasn't very pumped up about John just going back to Winterfell. But for some reason, I hadn't even thought about him like teaming up with Sansa and doing it. Yeah, it is cool. It's better than what I thought it was going to be, but I still would prefer it not. Well, I, I would still rather have Sansa just get that arc on her by herself and like yeah. become that role. Right, but, but I, I liked that they were... They were having her be the one that was taking charge of it. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, which I liked a lot more than if John had just been like, we're going to go do this. And then Sansa was like, yeah, me too. I like that it was the opposite. Right. Sansa's like, I'm doing this, and if you don't come with me, I'm just going to go anyway, and I've got this other person with a Valyrian steel sword. We don't need yours. And she can chop dudes in half. She can kill like 19 dudes at once. And she's... But he didn't even. he's not even using this sword anymore, right? He gave it to old dude, didn't he? I think he was just messing with it. Oh, okay. Hopefully. I mean, if he leaves if he leaves Longclaw there, I'm going to be a little upset. You never know. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. That's a, it's a hard to, it's a hard call to make because Longclaw is the sword of of House Mormont. And, you know, it was kind of crazy that the Lord the former Lord Commander gave it to Jon Snow anyway because he still has family that exists. It, not even just Jorah. And so it's kind of crazy for him to have t- one to have taken the sword to the wall anyway because it's a, his house's ancestral sword. That's priceless, but to just be like, oh, you saved my life. Here's this sword, though. Right. Kind of crazy. But hopefully John wouldn't just leave it. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. So the only other thing I wanted to bring up is that they kind of, Melisandre kind of hinted at the thing again about John not being John. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Like Davos and Melisandre like had a conversation about it. I don't remember exactly what was said, but they said something along the lines of like, I, I, I can't remember. I guess I just totally spaced and don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they, they totally made like a hard reference to it. Like it was something like he said, he said like you brought Jon Snow back and she said like, did I? Or something like that. Or like, oh. is he? I don't remember exactly, but they totally made like a real blatant reference to it. Weird. Okay, well, we will see. Oof. It's it's definitely it's definitely exciting. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to see where that goes. I'm fired up. Yeah. Like Daenerys. Yeah. <laughs> So keeping it in TV shows, uh, I wanted to talk about Powerless a little bit, which is that new um, DC comics-based like situational comedy. It's supposed to be kind of like The Office, right? right it's like a right. fake fake reality show. I totally show. forgot that this show was going to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically <laughs> an insurance company in the DC universe, and they are constantly having to deal with insurance claims about like, oh, Superman flew through my house and like blew it up, <laughs> and I need like you guys to fix it or whatever. Right. It has to be a booming industry. Right, right. But it's totally all about, it's more about them and less about like heroes. Like you're not really going to see like Batman or Superman in the right. show. You might see like, j-string characters coming in <laughs> i almost went with g-string and then i was like wait that's a thing that's something else that's on a, it's bass. On a guitar <laughs> anyhow 
Um, so the cast that they revealed so far is Vanessa Hudgens is the main character mm-hmm. and she's sort of like the like main uh, like adjuster claim agent for this company. And then Danny Pudi, who was Abed on Community, is like her best friend. Which in, is, in which the, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, in, amazing. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the insurance company, he's kind of like a prankster. Yeah, it's kind of like the Jim character. I'm gonna say. Wait, wasn't he in the Marvel movies? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, he was in Winter Soldier. I think so. I know it was a, like a real bit part. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in Winter Soldier. That's awesome. I want to. That's really cool. And then uh, their boss is Alan Tudyk. Awesome. So he's kind of playing like the like the really really shitty mean boss. Like apparently he's the son of the owner, and so he got the job. Uh, okay. My cousin, little Nepotiz, <laughs> whose name is Little Nepotiz. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be. I'm really 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 excited about that show. They haven't really revealed a lot of information about it, but apparently they're supposed to be like a meeting with like the the, the higher ups uh, on Monday. Okay. So I don't know if they meant today. Mm-hmm. or next Monday, but uh, supposedly more information should be revealed when that happens. The other cool thing is we might also get information about damage control, which is the sort of like the Marvel rival to this show. Marvel has a rival to this show? Yeah. So Marvel's doing a show called Damage Control, which is also like a like a mockumentary comedy about construction team who what? rebuilds stuff after superheroes no destroyed. Way. Yeah, totally. Totally. How did that happen? It I mean, they were announced like the same day. So there's, I don't really know if you can say who right. is, is being the wall, who, who's Walgreens and who's CVS. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. See, I knew the DC one. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. that they were making a Marvel one. Yep. That is insane. So hopefully we'll get more information about that as well soon. Cause there's like nothing out about that other than like the concept. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be great. It'll be really cool to see them sort of step outside of that because we haven't really seen Marvel or DC TV series that aren't just like drama. Right. So seeing like a full comedy, especially because I, I love that style, like the office oh, yeah. and, and, um, parks. Yeah. Parks and rec, etc. I hope it, I hope it works out. I, I hope feel it's like not it, terrible. I feel like it has to, it's definitely like lined up for a bullseye. Yeah. But like TV, like a Brooklyn nine, nine set in the DC universe or Marvel universe, like seems incredible. It's great. Me. It's great. It's a great idea. Yeah. God. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we'll get some more information about that within the next couple of days or the next week. Yeah. And because I'm really that that should be great. Yeah. I can't believe that they're both doing it though. I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. That yeah, is it's insane. Da- damage control. <laughs> it's literally like the exact <laughs> the same exact show, concept. but except with construction companies who rebuild after the superheroes instead of the insurance company. That's so crazy. Yeah. What a, what a time to be alive! I'm telling you. Competing. So jumping over to some science stuff, a few days ago, Germany met almost 100% of their energy demand with clean energy. Too much power. And that's absolutely insane to me. Yeah. It dropped into the negative price-wise. Yeah. They were paying people, essentially. Which is insane. People's accounts were going into, like, a negative so that they didn't have to pay. Yeah. (laughs) That's insane. They were having to, like, ship some of their power to neighboring countries. So cool, man. Yeah. And I'm just... I'm so frustrated because, which I get it, America has tremendously larger of a population than Germany, but we also have tremendously more land. And it's like, can we just get on this boat too? Can yeah. we just, can we just do that? We have the resources. Yeah. Yeah. We it's, have, the, it's we have the technology. Yeah. Just, let's just build more, more windmills and solar panels and just get this shit taken care of. Yeah. It's pastime. It's like a bit now. Yeah. Like we get it. You're rich. You don't want us to be self-sufficient. Cool. Yeah. It's 2016. People can cuss on podcasts now. 
VR is going to be a thing like yesterday. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating to me. I, I read it and it's like, that's this is so cool. And I, and I keep seeing new advances in this these types of technologies being made. And it's so frustrating to me that you just never hear about this stuff in America. And it's it's just, well, fossil fuel is a thing and we're just going to keep pushing it. And we need to keep fracking and we need to do all of these other things that aren't sustainable in any way, shape or form. And right. just really are murdering our planet for us and the generations to come well, for, like, for no reason. How many advancements in this sort of vein have you heard over the past like 10 years that you never heard about again after the initial announcement? Yeah. yeah like, oh, some guy made like beans power. You just throw some beans on like a, on like a snare drum and then the sunlight <laughs> hits it and they, they bounce around and then you get power for infinity. Right. And then like the next day you never hear about that yeah. again. Like it's just thrown in the trash. Yeah, here's these here's these new window panes, and they just act as solar panels, but they're transparent. They're a hundred percent transparent. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, but they just make. Power Why don't free. we have that? What is the what is yeah. the next step? When are they rolling out? When what is the next step that you can't get them to us? Like what is yeah. happening? Like when do I see this on Kickstarter instead of the next 3D printer? When right? when is it, when is it just like this here's 3D these- printer just comes out of your mouth? You just spit. <laughs> You just spit on this placard and then a toy comes out. The next one better be, this is a 3D printer that makes solar panels out of like shoelaces that <laughs> no, you find uh, at the as dump. much as I love that, the next one better be, here's a burger. <laughs> yeah. That's the 3D printer I'm waiting for. Here's yeah. a zero cal pizza. <laughs> it, it can make fantasy foods. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. It I makes it, it just, it just extrapolates. You just type in what you want and it just, it just, it tries its best. It's yeah, the yeah. little engine that could, a little, yeah, yeah. little your, 3d printer that could. Here's a pizza. It's kind of like eating like uh, an inner tube, <laughs> but it looks just like a pizza. And that's yeah. all you need. It's a little extra chewy. Maybe. Like I said, it's, it's just so frustrating to me. I, I hate that even like, even right now in our political climate, there's still debate going on about like fracking and all of these other things. And it's like, look, we can just do this without any of these shitty procedures without killing the planet it's like it's past time like old old people old people it's time yeah real so another really cool uh scientific advancement that's uh kind of heading towards the future a company is coming out with a wireless translator called pilot it's essentially a little earpiece that you put in your ear and it'll live translate other languages like directly into your ear so yeah. it's essentially the babble fish from Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, and it's the coolest thing. It's on. really, really cool. There's not a ton of information about it because they're going to have an Indiegogo starting, I think, within like the next week. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really soon. Okay. But yeah, if you go to their website, you can sign up for like early bird pricing. Like you can sign up for their mailing list and like reserve like a 50% off spot. But the cool thing about it is not only is it just obviously technologically really advanced. Right. Uh, so it's wireless. It links to your phone and you have the app on your phone. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's also, it, they, it, you get an extra earpiece. So you have two and you can just use them as wireless headphones. Oh really? Yeah. So you can get both of them and just be listening to music. And then someone comes up to you and starts speaking in French or Portuguese and you can just understand them. Yep. Put this in your ear. Yeah. Put this in your ear. I have the other one and now we can just speak to each other. Yeah. I loved it. In the little video, it was, it was showing them their dialogue, the two people. But then it also showed like uh, what was being heard in the in the actual unit itself, and I was like, "That's awesome! It's a way faster and much more clear than I thought it would be because I thought it was just going to hit Google Translate, right, and be just nonsense." Yeah, which I'm still wondering is, how well is it going to work with Turkish because I feel like it's not. It can't. To elaborate on that a little bit, so he sounds <laughs> less racist. 
Um, <laughs> we have to use Google Translate a lot at work, and for some reason, it doesn't handle Turkish very well. It does a really poor job in both directions, translating yeah. from English to Turkish and Turkish to English. Yeah, it's um, a nightmare. Syntax is just not, it's not even real. Yeah. And half the time, it because it, 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 it's some other languages, it gets the syntax wrong. Like so, a lot of German is is wrong, you know, in that regard. Half of Turkish just isn't even translated. Right. And it's like, okay, are you just misspelling this? All all of you can't be misspelling this many words. Right. It's not possible. So I feel like, I don't know, I read somewhere that it's that Turkish just has like a billion dialects. And so that's know. the problem. That could be what it is. Yeah, because a lot of them are just using dialect instead of like standard Turkish. Something like that. I don't know. All I know is it's it's terrible. So I was wondering how many languages it, it had because it, it only showed French in the video, but it did say like multiple languages. Yeah, they so. haven't announced like a number yet, but I would assume it would be at least figs, yeah. which is French, Italian, German, Spanish for those of you who don't use that term ever and like six <laughs> times a day. <laughs> right. At least probably starting it would have hopefully more than that. Yeah. But even then, honestly, if it just has four, it just, if it just has Spanish and it yeah. can do it perfectly. I would, I would party with just Spanish. Yeah. For real. And I feel like it would also not like fully teach you languages, but I feel like it would help you learn. Oh, absolutely. Like other languages. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know just for me, like in the little bit of Spanish that I know, a lot of times I'll know a lot of what they're saying and I'll miss like two words and that would just fill in the blanks for you. Which yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they are going to be doing an Indiegogo soon, so it should be really, really cool. I'm really excited about it. That's something that it, for me is kind of one of the benchmarks of living in the future. Right. Just having something in your ear that allows you to speak to anyone regardless of language barrier. Yeah. It so is really cool. It is. It is incredibly cool. And so hopefully it works out really well and they do really well with their crowdfunding. Yeah. I, cause yeah, th- there's not much information at all about it. They, they don't have pricing or anything up on, on it yet. It does come in three colors, white, black, and red, which are, they all look really, really slick. Uh, I'm really impressed with with the design of the model itself. It looks really, really good. Yeah. And when you first told me about it before I saw it, I was expecting it to be like the wraparound right, the ear right. kind of module, but it, it's not. It, it looks like like one of those high tech earplugs, like you you use like, right, like the earplugs that you get made to fit your yeah. least the shape of your ear. Yeah. Yeah. So they they look they look really good. So I'm pumped about it. I, I would love if these things aren't crazily expensive. I would love to throw money at the problem, especially since they have like an early bird half off thing. Right. If these things are under like 200 bucks, I'm I'm gonna throw money at the problem. Yeah. So th- this is awesome. It's so cool. Just it's so many applications for this. It's it's really really neat. So in some video game news, a few days ago, Civ Six was announced. Oh, that's Garrett the game. Yeah, I love Civ. I, I've loved uh, the Civ franchise for a very, very long time. So I'm very pumped up about this. Did you watch the trailer? I did, actually. The trailer was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it looks, it's amazing. It's something that I highly recommend checking out, even if you don't play Civ. Yeah. Go watch the trailer, and I feel like it'll make you want to play Six. Yeah. It shows no gameplay. It's just like a teaser trailer to get you pumped up. And it totally worked on me. It was, oh, it, it was, it's got me fired up, but very, very cool changes are in the mix. Oh yeah. They got for, some cool features. Yeah. So for those of you that haven't played Civ before, it's, it's a very neat game. It's, it's a real time strategy, which is very involved in the world building as well as like the army building, which is very, very cool. But this game Civ Six is going to step out a little bit more into that, diversified a little bit more because in past Civ games you kind of got it was very formulaic. Right. And the, the way that you built cities became very rote. 
Right, right, right. It's, it's like, okay, next you do this. And yeah. Then, and every time the next step is this and the next step is this. Yeah. And the, and the only real change for me, at least in that would be if it was like a city near the water. Right. Or not. That, that's really it. Like it, it never really changed much other than that. So in this game, it goes a little bit different in that. Whereas before you could just build upgrades to a city however you like, because it didn't actually matter. It was just selecting an upgrade and right. then it did it or not. The only, the only differences in that were like walls and you, and you would actually see like walls getting created and some of the other ones, but it was always superficial in this in Civ six. It's going to actually be completely different than that in that you actually design your city based on terrain, which is cool. Yeah. First and foremost, that's awesome. Yep. But secondly, you have to actually choose hexes because it's a hex-based grid right. system. And so you actually have to build upgrades to your city in physical places within hexes around your city and within your city, which is awesome. So cool. It's yeah. such a it's such a subtle gameplay improvement, but it like has such big impact on the yeah. actual game overall. Absolutely. And so it changes how you play the game completely, how you design your cities completely but also how you attack other people's cities you you can choose to attack specific things you can see like oh that's their barracks well i can just attack their barracks i can't take their city but i can just fuck their barracks up right and then that's going to impact the types of units they can make the types of military technology they can roll out against me oh i see that they have an observatory right there on this mountain okay well i'm just gonna fuck that up <laughs> and then they you know they're gonna have trouble designing all sorts of things from like <laughs> We're cussing now, y'all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. Uh, yeah. So it's really neat. Also, an, another change that they're making, which is very similar, but not so specific, is that when you research, whereas before you you just researched however you'd like. Right. Which never really made sense because you could you could research oceanography without having ever seen the ocean in previous games, which didn't make any any sense at all. So in this iteration, while you could still do that, you actually get bonuses to researching technology specific to the terrain that you're around. Like the biome you're in? Yeah. That and is really cool. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So if, you're, if your city is near the ocean, any, anything to do with the ocean from like naval technologies, oceanography, anything like that, those all get, those all research much, much more quickly. That is so cool. Yeah. And in Civ, the amount of time that something takes is vastly more important than the resources that it costs. Right, right, right. Because in the end, you are just really racing. Yeah, it's ultimately a race to try and get one of the win conditions before someone else gets one of the win conditions. Which there's like a a multitude of different ways to win. And so, yeah, so now it's, you know, like from that, from like the ocean thing, or like if you have tons of like mountainous terrain around you, you you could have like masonry and like quarry technology all of those kinds of things bolstered. So it's really neat. That's a that's a cool change that they're going to make. And then also a problem, a huge problem with Civ games in the past has been that when you play against AI instead of instead of humans, mm-hmm. it's very it's very difficult to play against actual humans in Civ just because the games take so Forever. long. Yeah, they you have to like plan ahead and like set aside like okay, we're going to play Civ today, so yeah. don't eat. Yeah, like like I've never once played a Civ game in under like 10 or so hours. And usually I, I play a Civ game over like weeks or months. Right. Where, yeah, I'll, I'll play here and there. So it's very difficult to do that with real human beings. 
it was easier when I was like in middle school right? and high school, but I, I don't have the time for that now. So normally when I do want to play Civ, I have to play against AI and Civ has always been notoriously bad with their AI right? because it just doesn't make any sense. Basically, it just paints you as the bad guy. No matter what. Like, even if you're doing something that's very obviously self-defense, like yeah. objective self-defense, right. they'll still turn on you for it. Yeah, and there's and there's different, like, flags that you can get, and one's Warmonger. And I remember, specifically, this has happened multiple times, but specifically, it was actually the last Civ game, Civ 5 game that I played. I had been trying to actually do the diplomacy route. Right. And I'd been Oof. doing everything that I could. You got jammed. Yeah, and then some country, I don't even remember who it was, let's say it was Russia. Russia was trying to, like fuck with me the entire game and they kept fucking with other people too and i even like stepped in and like helped th- like defend this other like greece from from russia and like got them to back down and then russia came and like attacked me and so i attacked them back not even their city i was like attacking their units that were attacking me and they started fleeing but i just kept attacking them just to like destroy them and i got like the warmonger flag and then Greece was attacking me, and I had literally, like, twenty turns before, just saved them from from the same people. That's wild. Yeah, and it's like that doesn't even make sense. Can you just code this? In? I feel like, but with Civ Six, yeah, with Civ Six, they're actually bringing in different things that will actually give agendas to leaders. And so, so cool. Yeah, so it'll actually make a lot more sense organically. Where they won't just have win conditions, but they'll have certain things that they would go for. And some of them will be randomly generated each time. So neat. Yeah. And then some will be historic. Because in in Civ, like you you actually play as a leader, a historic right, leader. Right, right. And so yeah, so it it'll actually be, you know It like, adds so much more depth to AI like enemies. Yeah, yeah. And and it'll be really cool because it adds a lot of history to it. Like you know, India might be controlled by Gandhi and then Gandhi might be, you know, represented by the agenda of peace. And right. so that would be like true quote unquote to his character or whatever. And et cetera, et cetera. Some leaders might be above and all trying to create wonders. And so it, it just depends on, on historically, but also randomly what you get. So each game would theoretically be different right. instead of them just kind of being nonsensical and also seemingly random and painting you as the bad guy. So I, I, I'm really, I'm really hoping that they, that they really get that sorted out. So I th- I'm really pumped about this game. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I um I have I mean I love RTSs honestly, yeah. but I, I've never been like a huge diehard Civ fan. Right. Um. I mean I've liked them and I've played them on and off, but this one for me looks like it's it, it's one that could get me way you know more legitimately interested in the game than right. the previous inst- installments. Yeah, and I, it and looks I, like a lot of fun, and a lot of the changes they made I think are really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It looks like they're they're making some small changes. And keeping the core of the game the same, exactly. which, is, which is a good way to go. It's a, it's a great franchise. It's a fan favorite, has a huge following for over a decade. So they've got a good thing going. So another video game uh, that I wanted to just touch on fairly quickly because we talked about it last week is Overwatch. Uh, just simply because they released a new little short film today, like a, a, a backstory piece for some characters. So they released a little movie called Dragons today, which is mostly based on Hanzo, yeah. which is the Japanese archer character in the game. Uh, but also it features his brother, which is another playable character uh, named Genji, which is the ninja character. Yeah. And it is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was mind blowing. Whether you care about Overwatch or not, you should go watch this video. Yeah. Like go to, you can go to the play Overwatch YouTube channel and find it. It's called dragons. It should be the most recently uploaded video, but just the 
the setting, the music, the animation, the little plot with like the little story that it's being told, the the narration, it's it's incredible. It yeah. it should win some awards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It, not even just in like video game. Awards. Right, right, right. Like there's, you know, there's the awards that like when Pixar does their shorts, right. those things win awards. Yeah. This should be nominated for yeah, those it, awards. It absolutely should. It's incredible. Yeah. Every every aspect of it from yeah, the, like the fight scenes, cinematography, choreography, everything looked great. Also, what's cool is and I didn't notice this, but I was I was doing a little bit of research online. And so it shows a real level. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. And so in that level, apparently there's arrows in the ground. In the real level, oh, that match the ones yeah. from the that that he was shooting. That is so cool. Yeah. So, and apparently, this isn't the first time that that's happened. There's there's another level that has like damage done. I think it's in Gibraltar. Maybe it's not Gibraltar, but there's another level within the game that takes place in one of the other shorts that they've already released, and it has like damage done from the actual short. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I also noticed that one thing that they do is they show the characters using all of their powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was really neat. Each and every every ability or attack or even ult or ultimate, if you're not a freak show, (laughs) uses in the game is shown in those those little short videos. Right, and then some. Because Hanzo was bending arrows in flight and it was the coolest thing that I've ever seen. He was seeking. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really neat. I I love that they showed every single one. Oh, yeah. they They showed like the, like the, Radar arrow, sonar arrow, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. The and little, they, like, flechette arrow. Yeah. Uh, they showed Genji, like, deflecting. They even showed his little, like, dash move. Yeah. For, like, no reason, really. Yeah. But, but they showed awesome. it. They showed both of them using their, like, their ultimate. Yeah, and I love that. I, my favorite part in it was just when they both did their ultimates. And they did their... So, in the game, when someone uses their ultimate, they actually have, like, a catchphrase. And they both yell something in Japanese. I have no idea what they say. But they both yell something in Japanese, and they did it in the in the video, and they they both did their things, and it, and was, it was so cool. Like Honestly, like thing. it didn't even really occur to me in the game how similar their their moves are. Yeah, like the the blue dragons and the green dragon. Right, it didn't even really click. Yeah, yeah. But then I hadn't seeing them it. together in the clip, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. No, they they did a fantastic job of, uh, and 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 it's something that I, I I've noticed a lot, and I love a lot from from Overwatch character design and game design is that they play on a lot of tropes. And that's one of them. They, they totally did like the Japanese brothers and they have like the more samurai one and they have the ninja one. Right. And then they both, they gave them both like the ability to climb walls, which is, which is, you know, one of those Japanese tropes and everything about like the brotherly rivalry. And like, I think that I killed my brother and I have to go atone, but my brother's actually alive still. And those are all just like these really cool anime tropes and, 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 you know, Japanese tropes in general. Right, right. Like old samurai movie tropes. Yeah. And I love that. I love that they've, they've taken those and then ran with it and took it in a really cool way. Cause both of them have cybernetic parts. Like Hanzo's legs are cybernetic and Genji is just cybernetic. Right. Uh, and I love that they did that connection between them, that they both have like cybernetic pieces. Yeah. Obviously one more than the other. And the cool thing about it is, is, so just from playing the game and reading about them, you, you're aware that they're brothers in the game. Right. But after watching that video, it feels like they're brothers. Yeah. Like they you did get a great job of that. so much more character from those videos. <laughs> yeah. And the other ones are good too. I think there's a, there's a Winston one and a mm-hmm. tracer one. Yeah. I think those are the only other two, right? They, they did another one for soldier 76. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
It's um, not. And, it's not as good. But they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. But this one just. You just go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I just want to shake the, all of those people that did that. I, I just want to shake their hands. I just want to shake them. <laughs> yeah, just just shake the Why shit out of them. Why have you done this? Yeah. Why did you Why make something you so this? perfect? But yeah, everything's that, ruined now. <laughs> but yeah, it's the game. We I still haven't been able to shut up about the game. Yeah, since, welcome since, to my nightmare. Yeah, since since the first day that I played beta, I have not been able to shut up about this game. I'm jonesing about this game. Like he's he never shuts up about anything, but it's at least real. this is something that I I'm actually interested in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm really pumped up. I'm really pumped up about this game and the Dragons short film did nothing to deter that. And no, I, yeah, I, it just got me even more fired up. I think yeah. we're what, uh eight days away now, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Six days? I don't know. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a week from tonight at midnight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pumped up about it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And I, it actually made me want to play the, both of those characters more. Yeah. They definitely. were both so cool in it that I was like, I just, I didn't really play with either of those characters. Yeah, very yeah much. those are probably two of my worst characters, but now, yeah. I, now I'm motivated. Yeah, I have to. I have to. In I, the same way that watching the, the little Winston storyline made me like want to get better with him. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a great job of really bringing a lot of personality to some of these characters, yeah. and it's, it's really neat. It's oh, unusual. Was all- it's unusual that you see a game sort of like a, like a, just a straight up like multiplayer competitive game with a with a huge list of characters mm-hmm. that all of the characters feel like they are characters, yeah, and not just like a component of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Because even with Team Fort. Team Fort did that, but they did it retroactively. Right, right, they, right. They made the characters. As a framework, and then those those like story videos didn't come out for like years after. Yeah, that yeah, out. and then and then later on they even did like other things, and they did like little comic books, and it was awesome, and they did a great job with that. But it definitely felt like kind of just an, an aside, right? Like the they game. were like, we have the time and the money now to make some stories, so let's, yeah. let's put it on. And they and then they did a great job with that. But Overwatch has taken that to the next level, where they all feel like real characters. Even in their gameplay now, just watching like little videos of gameplay from the beta now, I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I feel like I know this character's personality. I don't know how, because I've, I've seen like 0.001% of it, but somehow I do. I, and they're believable and their dialogue. And sometimes they're, they have dialogue between each other in the games. And I love that. Right. Like may just be sassing people. Oh which yeah. Is awesome. And uh, a roadhog and a junk rat will like, spout stuff off to each other and and it's super cool reaper just says dark stuff yeah he's he's he's, he's, he's dark-sided yeah <laughs> he says reaper says some like weird stuff yeah i don't i don't remember what character is it he he like is it with uh mccree that he's like i'll give you like a gun lesson oh yeah yeah that's what it is reaper if reaper is near mccree uh mccree will be like basically like why do you throw your guns away and then and then reaper's just like like sassism and he's like i don't like i don't need like gun lessons from you or something yeah it's great so yeah go watch dragons and see if you can no spoilers but see if you can recognize the voice of the narrator little little fun tidbit there yeah challenge you yeah jumping over to movies we've got an assassin's creed movie coming out which we haven't really talked much about. Uh, no, we haven't weirdly. Yeah. Um, I have my fingers crossed and not in like a weird superstitious way, but in like a, <laughs> this is your last chance video game movies way. Right. Because they're always bad. They're always bad. Um, except for mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. 
which has nothing to do with the narrator of that dragon's short. <laughs> There's your hint. So, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, is coming out with this Assassin's Creed movie, which looks awesome. We finally got a trailer for it. We'd seen some set set photos. A it looks while very back. creedy, <laughs> like that that boxing movie. <laughs> Doesn't look anything like that. So, the only weird thing that I think the choice that they made, which I get it, it but anyway, it, the weird choice is that they just announced that it's going to be sixty five percent present day and thirty five percent past. Whereas in the video games, it's like 95% in the past and like 5% in present day. Yeah. So you say I get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get 30, it. From a, 35% a, is not enough. Yeah. I was saying I get it from a like a budget standpoint. Like I get. Isn't like making like an old school like village easier than making like some big advanced animus technology machine future. Not if you spend all your budget on that sweet animus arm, a thing from the matrix. Yeah. It's, it's a matrix arm. I, I don't know, man, that, that makes me feel weird. Yeah. And it's definitely a, a huge choice that they, it's definitely a huge choice that they made and I'm kind of iffy about it, but we'll see how it goes. It's like, also kind of strange that Fassbender is playing both his present self and his ancestor, which I feel like they don't understand how genetics works. Yeah. But maybe it's like residual self image. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. We'll see. Another Um, another matrix reference, (laughs) but here's my concern. So say, say it's 50, 50, right? Right. It's probably about a two hour long movie. Mm -hmm. So that gives us one hour in the past with the assassins. So now do that math with 35%. Right. Right. We're getting like, 40 minutes of assassin time. Yeah. That's well, except that they did show in the trailer that he was, he was like shooting a bow without some matrix arm attached to him. And he was, they were putting the, the hidden blades on him in present day. I don't, uh, so I feel like he's only going to be animusing for a little bit. And then they're immediately just going to be like, okay, but now you're, you're a, a modern people. day assassin and yeah. you still have to get, yeah, that's what, that's how I feel like it's going to go. Man. I feel like they're taking, some parts of the Desmond arc and they're stripping away some of the other parts and they're just going to have him immediately do the breakout. That's what it looked like to me. But yeah. And I think the trailer looked good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm definitely skeptical. I think it'll be fun regardless. I think it'll It'll be be entertaining. Yeah. I think it'll be an entertaining action packed fun movie, but the Assassin's Creed games have an incredible storyline and I really would hate for that to go to waste. I feel like it's probably going to be thrown to the wayside. Yeah. So it comes out the 21st of December, and it's set in 15th century Spain, which is very cool. When does Rogue One come out? Uh, somewhere around there. Because if Rogue One comes out before Assassin's Creed, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Because no movie's going to be good after Rogue One. <laughs> it's the No Man's Sky of movies? Yeah. Man. Well, we'll see. I think it's going to be rad. It's it's got a matrix uh, robot arm, which is real cool. Right, that arm that that scoops Neo up out of the yeah. sludge water at the beginning. So they 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 made a change. Whereas in the games, the animus is just like a chair, and you just like lay down on it. Right, it's like straight up VR. You yeah. just put in a sleep, and then you're there. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're actually doing it. I, I guess in a way that the arm kind of grabs you and lifts you up off the ground, and then you actually have to physically do the movements. Right. 
while experiencing the visual and all all of the sensory data from the animus like normal, but your physical body actually does the movements, which is a very strange. Yeah, um, uh, we'll see. It seems campy to me. <laughs> we'll oh, you can cuss now. Oh yeah, I'll, you censored. You self censored. I'll make a note. <laughs> I'll write a memo about it. Yeah, I got a sticky note. But I do like Fassbender a lot. So I think at least the acting should look good. And they showed some of the other assassins in the trailer. And that girl was just like killing people and one dude had an axe. So it looked it looks rad. Another really cool uh, piece of movie news, I thought, is that they just announced that uh, Margot Robbie is going to be producing and starring in a Harley Quinn spinoff movie. Yeah. I think that's really cool just in and of itself. Yeah. But also apparently it's supposed to, or they've sort of hinted that it's going to include a largely female cast with a lot of other like important female characters from the DC universe. Which is really cool. Um, Hinted at including Batgirl. Yeah. um, And the Birds of Prey and others and more. Right. All that and more. Um, I really, really like that idea. I think this could be really great. Yeah. We still haven't seen Suicide Squad, but in the trailers, it seems like she's doing a really great job. It seems like she has a much bigger part than I expected her to have. When right. It, when it she kind of feels like the main character yeah. in the trailers. Yeah. And it it's it's like her and Will Smith yeah, yeah. are really... Like a, yeah. It seems like it's Deadshot and, and Harley are the main characters in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Or at least that's kind of the impression that I got. Yeah. Which is cool. They, yeah. they definitely show the most personality in the trailer. Right. Yeah. But apparently the, the whole idea came from her. Oh, really? Like, yeah, she was researching, like, really deeply researching Harley, apparently. Like, watching the, sh- like, watching the animated series and, like, reading all the comics and, like, learn- reading the wiki page. And she got really, really deeply involved in-, in finding out all these, like, really rich, incredible stories of, like, the DC, like, female characters that okay. have just kind of been completely ignored up right, to this point right. in the, in the uh, DC universe. So she, like, hired a writer to, like, help her create this movie. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really pumped up about this. I, I love the Birds of Prey in general. So seeing anything like that, again, we, you know, we were talking about it just the other day, of the B-stringers of comic book movies right. can really, we've seen now that they can, they can, I mean, hell, Suicide Squad shows it. That, right. Like kind of no-name characters that, that people don't know about as much can, can steal a show. What's that movie where those people guard the galaxy? <laughs> Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In in that exact same regard, we, I mean, we've seen B-stringers, and not even necessarily B-stringers, but just lesser-known characters do incredibly well. I think Birds of Prey would do incredibly well. Yeah, absolutely. And we do need we do we need more female characters. In, in not only in action roles, but in cool, larger-than-life roles. Right, and not just, like, tertiary characters. Right. And they need to be... They need to have their own movies. Yeah. And, like, I get it that, like, oh, man, it's great that Marvel finally committed to making a Black Widow movie in, like, ten years. Right. That's not good enough. Yeah. Like, they've done... They've made these other decisions, right? Like, oh, let's move the Spider-Man movie forward, and let's cancel the Inhumans movie. Like, just make room for it. Yeah. They moved Ant-Man and the Wasp forward. Right. Just just make room for a Black Widow movie and make yeah. it now. Do you not think it's going to do well? <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe I feel like they think their plates are too full with all this other stuff they've got going. And I can see that. Their right. uh, you know, their plates are more full than any studio in the history of film. Right. But like 
the people have been begging for it since yeah. the moment she appeared in Iron Man 2. And she's gotten exponentially better in yeah. every regard since then. Yeah, absolutely. With each and every appearance she's made in the movies. Yeah. She's become incredibly, like, she's gotten more depth. Her Like, her character has evolved incredibly well. She becomes more and more badass every time. Right, absolutely. Just wrecking people in Civil War. Yeah. Like, had the best fight scenes in the movie, in my Absolutely, opinion. absolutely. And it's like... Try harder. Yeah. After after both Ultron, for her her importance in the in the actual plot of that yeah, movie, the storyline, and coupled with her action scenes in that movie, as well as especially in Civil War, between those two things, there is zero reason for her not to have her own movie. I wouldn't even use the word reason. I would use excuse. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously loved by the fans. She's killing it. They're they're putting so much of an emphasis on her fighting ability and her ability to do all of these agent things that even the other characters aren't as good at, and she's just a badass normal, right? You know, awesome. Let's have a movie like that because guess what? DC's doing it. Yeah, and there's there's not that yet. Every other movie that they've come out with is like, yeah, Tony Stark doesn't have superpowers, but he might as well. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah, put her in a role where she just gets to do badass normal stuff. Uh, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you? That's silly. Oh, because of the with the when the, the thing. Oh, her the, the her part. her toys wouldn't sell as much because she has boobs. Uh, did you see that they yeah. just that thing about Iron Man three? Yeah, yeah. I was real frustrated about. So that. apparently, the um, Shane Black had originally had written the villain in Iron Man three as a female character. And Marvel or Disney, one of them was like, I think it was Marvel. The toys won't sell as well, so we're going to make you rewrite the entire movie. Switch that to a dude. We're going to make you rewrite the entire movie. So that just got revealed. That's on the same topic, just frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, like, honestly, like, do it. Do a Black Widow movie. And then, you know, go the same direction as uh, as this Harley Quinn movie. Like, throw in, like, Sharon Carter and, like, yeah. Maria Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, There's uh, other strong female characters yeah. already built in. And they're both totally badass, yeah. too. And yeah. now, they are now, like, the new Black Widow, in which we just see them for, like, three seconds yep. being cool as shit. Yep. And then they just get... They're just thrown away for the rest of the movie. Yeah, the the infrastructure is there already. Marvel's already made it. It's ready to go, and it's 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 one of those things. It's it's almost like a license to print money at that point. Yep. And I'm like mad that they're not doing it because they're like, ooh, but like we could do another Thor one though. You know, it's like that's how it feels to me. It's just like, oh, yeah. oh okay, hang on, hang on. Do we have? Do we have an X chromosome that we can throw in here? Because yeah. it's going to generate a little bit more money. But like we could do Iron Man four, like t- like Tony. Yeah, Bob Bob says he's down. <laughs> Nee yeah. Junior. Yeah, I, it, it's so it's so maddening to me because obviously it would be an awesome movie. Obviously she kills that character. She's 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 taken that character to new to new levels. Yeah, and there's obviously a fucking market for it. Right. And then they're just like, uh, mm, mm. and on that same note, like, don't don't jam us up with Evangeline Lilly in Ant Man two. Yeah, like if you're gonna if you're gonna t- retitle the movie Ant Man and the Wasp, right. it better be Ant Man and the fucking Wasp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I love Paul Rudd to death, great guy, known him a long time. Right, but it better be Ant Man and the Wasp. It right. better not be Ant Man. Right. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she finally gets her suit and does one thing. Yeah. Well, because so I rewatched Ant Man the other day, just last week, and she's incredible in that. Yeah. And Killing I, it. <laughs> yeah. And we were watching it, and, and Taylor said, um, You could just do the wasp with Ant Man. <laughs> like, and I was like, You're not wrong. No, she's no. doing like Absolutely. crazy, awesome martial arts, 
And she also shows that she can like super mega control the, the ants. And then additionally, concordantly vis-a-vis, she also already knows all about the shrink technology and her suit has wings on it. People like it's better in every way. Don't get me wrong. I love Ant-Man both as a character and Paul Rudd's iteration, but she could do a standalone. She has all the powers of an Ant-Man with wings and like concussive blasts. Yeah. Mm, yeah. She can totally shrink and, and go giant man. She right. can, she can grow. Right. And then also she can fly. And then also she has like, I don't remember the specifics of her. Like it's been retconned a few times. Originally it was, it was tech. It was like gauntlets. Right. And then right. later on they made her a mutant where she actually had that, that, that was a mutant power. But either way, let, make it happen. Yeah. Don't, don't jam us up on this one. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's, it's gotten to the point that it's like, okay guys, it's time. Yeah. We need, we need strong, you're already making the strong female characters, bring them to the forefront. Yeah. It's, we're we're all ready for it. Yeah. There's, there's Everyone's no Everyone's ready. Yeah. There's no, there's no point in not doing it, especially with Black Widow because she's killing She's it. so cool. Yeah. She's so cool. She's, she's legitimately, especially with, b- between the last two, she's become one of my favorite characters in that yeah, franchise. And, that, and in the last two, they've been like titillating us with more about like her, like yeah. character development and her storyline and then just giving us nothing. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's explore that and uh, let's not have to wait until there's flying cars to do it Let, in real life. Let's just do it now and stop fucking around. Yeah. But so. the point is Harley Quinn movie fired up about it. Haven't even seen, Su- haven't even seen suicide squad yet. And I don't even give a care. Yeah. Dump it out. I'm ready. It's yeah. going to be cool. Also Batgirl on big screen. Yeah. Done. Sold. Yeah. It would it would be cool to see like Batwoman as well if they're gonna if they were potentially throw both of them in ready it. to go because well, it would be cool to see like Oracle in that in that kind of role as right, well right, that would even be if really they cool. didn't go with the paralysis route even if they just had her being more of the the intel right and then you threw Cassandra Kane in doing more of the the traditional Bat Batwoman stuff I think that would be a really cool route to take yeah because be cool. Oracle is one of my favorite characters. I think it's so cool that she's just king dude. She was just martial arts, and she still can martial art, but then that she can, she's just the logistics and intel person. Right. The greatest one in the DC continuity. No one's better than her. All right. One more thing on this topic, and then we're, we're going to move on. And I know this will never happen, but I'm just going to put it out there in the ether so that if it does happen, I rick it, I rick on it. Okay. Sony, let me get a Spider-Gwen movie. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be crazy, though. They, they have to, like, jump continuities for that. Do it. Nobody gives a care. Yeah, that, that's true. They, what, could, the, they could do the, it. The, the, the timelines in these movies are already completely destroyed that's beyond true, all, yeah. all recognition. Honestly, it would be worth it just to, for them to have the merchandising for that fucking outfit that she has. Because it is one of the coolest, if actually not the coolest outfit in all of comics. Yeah. It is so cool, and it's so iconic. There's nothing like it. No. It's 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 perfect. Yeah. It's perfect like costume design. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, just Google like Spider-Gwen costume. It's it's like white. It's got these super cool webs built in. Yeah, it's, it's got so like neat. it's got like green webbing and like it's white. It's white and black like it kind of gradients from like black to yeah. white. And then it's got like a maroon and like green accent. Yeah. But it's also kind of like neonish. Um, it's just in Yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. That it's it's really cool. It was it was a really cool design choice and it would work really well on, on the big screen. Absolutely. So in cool Kickstarter land, uh, I came across a few things that I like, but specifically there's this portal smart router, which seems really, really cool. They were able to basically as a, as of when I looked at it 
earlier today, they had basically doubled their goal. Right. And they still have 52 days to go. That's awesome. Yeah, it ends on July 8th. And it seems really neat. And the the whole idea behind it is that, it one, it has a ton of antennas, like a lot more antennas than, than a lot of routers do. But also it has a lot of smart functionality in which it's able to kind of scan around constantly and detect the the best avenues for your signal to go and it is able to basically boost your signal tremendously and they did a bunch of speed tests and everything it's really really cool very simple right very to the point looks really slick but also seems really cool uh we just bought a router like yeah we just went through like router nightmare slash router research slash like learn everything there is to know about the actual functionality of routers and like what is important like a week ago. Yeah, because we, we were just having a lot of problems, so we, we just bought a really good one. So this is very like topical for us. Yeah, and it seems really cool. And, I mean, honestly, it's not that expensive to get it on the Kickstarter, and it still has 52 days to go, so I'm probably going to throw money at this because it seems super good, and it also comes out later this year. Yeah, and it's something that you wouldn't need a new router for a long time yeah. if you got this thing. Yeah, it's, it seems it seems like it's going to be better in every way. And I mean, the, the, the guys that came up with it, they even said, like, as far as they're concerned, from the design of it and everything, it's the, the best router on the planet. Right. And it specifically can, because it has smart functionality, it can detect what you're using it for and then change its settings based on that. And even said, like, it can detect when you're gaming. Right. And it'll, like, switch things up to make it even faster for that specific utilization. So. Yeah. And, and one of their big things is that, so apparently one of the biggest issues with routers, especially if you're in like a city or even more so in an apartment building, right. Preach into the choir. The, the airwaves are actually really like clogged. Like, you, yeah, don't, like re- you, you don't realize it because you, you're thinking like modern technology, like wireless internet, you know, like, right. Oh man, we have the fastest internet, blah, blah, blah. It's like 300 megs down a second, which is not, I know it's not the fastest internet, but it's good. Right. So like, it doesn't even cross your mind that other people's routers are like jamming you up, yeah. but they totally are. Yeah. So this thing literally, they, they say in their description that it will improve your performance by 300%. Yeah. Because it has 300 times more bands than any other router. So yeah, if you if you pull up your your like wireless settings and you see like a whole mess of stuff pull up and it all has like three bars and four bars and five bars, those are all the ones around you. Yeah, and they're all competing. Yeah. So it's just it it's it's just fighting through your signal in the exact same way, basically, that when you when you turn when you tune an FM radio and you start getting two different frequencies like bridging over into one another and you start catching catching static right your wi-fi does that exact same thing you just don't know because you're not listening to it right so you're actually getting interference caused by all of these different bands overlapping and all of these signals so yeah this router apparently takes care of that and i I think the best part to me is that it, it is constantly analyzing and then it'll actually swap the settings for you so that you can get the best signal possible at any given time that, that alone is enough of a reason for me to throw money at this thing. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it looks really cool. And again, we did just get a new router, but I mean, that's like something that, again, you won't have to buy a new router for like years. Yeah. And I mean, to have like almost two months to, to come up with the money for it. Yeah. Like I, I can yeah, do that. Might as well. Yeah. So uh, sticking with Kickstarter, since we like to finish up every episode with Kickstarter, because it's, you know, it's interesting. It's cool. People can go and, and fund these things. 
Uh, something that I saw uh, is a card game coming out called Space Race, and it looks really, really cool. So basically, the the plot is uh, of the gameplay is you're essentially it's a space race, it's a technology right. race, uh, and it takes place in the first seven decades of like space conquest or exploration. Okay, so it's from it's like com- indu- like industrialized nations, like post industrial revolution to the end game would be landing on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. There, there's like four different factions, um, and I didn't retain them off the top of my head, but it's like America, Russia, uh, China, and then Germany, probably Germany. Yeah. Um, so everyone plays as like a different, uh, director of a space agency. Oh, okay. Um, and you're getting these different, like it's a card game. So you're drawing a bunch of different cards, but it's all about like, it's almost kind of like an RTS in a way. Okay. So it's really all about like synergies, like finding these card combinations that give you the right advantages without giving you disadvantages to like move oh. faster through the space race and like get more resources and build new technologies. So you're like researching new technologies and also like, go, like, you know, having missions to like get these different achievements and like get ahead. It looks really, really cool. And then honestly, the main thing is the artwork on the cards. The yeah, art- I checked out the artwork and it, it looks awesome. They are gorgeous. Yeah. It's like old school comics. So as of right now, they've already like more than doubled their goal. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, they only have like 40 hours left. So by the time this airs, oh, it'll already yeah. be over. But I mean, I'm sure they'll probably have late pledges and I'm sure the game will be for sale uh, outside of Kickstarter later on. I really, really highly recommend anyone who has any interest in like space exploration or card games. Yeah. Go check it out because it's really, it's a really cool concept. It's a gorgeous game. I watched some gameplay and it looks really, really fun. It looks great. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to play it. Yeah. It's not... Uh, I guess the the end game isn't actually getting to the moon. It's more of like um, totaling up like the number of like really big achievements that the players made. Oh, okay. So like if you have the most achievements, like we, we did land on the moon first, uh-huh. but we also were the first one to like research this type of rocket fuel. Oh, okay. Uh, or like we also were the first one to like get, et cetera, whatever breakthrough of mm-hmm. like rocket types or like, or like uh, spacesuits, or the first person to send a, a dog into space. Right. Those all like sort of total up and whoever has the most, like, I guess points, I don't know what the actual like system is, but whoever has the most points from all those different achievements isn't the person who wins the space race. Oh, okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It looks great. Um, a friend of ours actually just told me that he did a print and play. So they have a printable version that you can print at home and cut out. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to test the game within the next few days. That's so awesome. that should be really exciting. That is really cool. But yeah. So that's about it. I think we're good to go. Yeah. It's cool. another, another episode in the bank. <laughs> yeah. See y'all next week. Yep.